you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Living in God's Rhyme. My name's Dave, and now here's uh, the star of our show. Oh, <laughs> hi, my name is Tim, and as Dave said, I am the star of the show. <laughs> oh, actually, that was that was laughter I heard in the background, Dave. You heard laughter. That you was got an audience. That was clapping. You got an audience. That was clapping. Oh, you got a you got an audience with us today. Great. We do. We do. But, uh, but we really need to make we need to make a correction when we start this in our introductions from now on. Okay. I'm not the star of the show. Actually, our purpose here is to make God. God is the star. He's the one who's leading us through this. He's the one that's directing Dave in his direction and me in my writing. Yeah. So, I guess we're ready to yeah, go. Yeah, folks, sorry about that. They've, they've found sound effects. <laughs> if you can't tell the difference there, but... Uh... Yeah, the sound effects were, were, were great because when we first, before we started recording and we both got on the, the site to record... <laughs> yeah. My face shows up when I get this laugh track, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, was quite appropriate. It was at the time, yeah. Considering the trouble I had getting on. So anyway, but anyways, let's, folks, go on to, let's go on to what we're here. Yeah, for. no, that was okay. It was all right. It was fun. You know, we. Uh, it's a serious subject, but it's not so serious that you can't laugh. And I don't think. And in fact, I'm pretty positive. I believe God wants us to laugh every day too. Laughter oh, I is. And they have always said, laughter is the best medicine, right? Well, right after God, it is. Yes, indeed. <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode, uh, this is I have show notes in front of me so that I don't get lost or off track. Well, that couldn't happen. But <laughs> uh, this, this is we we said on a previous podcast that we would have a uh, podcast about children, and uh, this podcast is about children. There are a number of places. In the Bible, that uh, talk about children. You take, for example, Mark nine thirty-seven, Psalms one twenty-seven, Exodus twenty twelve, Ephesians six one, Proverbs twenty-two, and I will not give you the verse on that because instead of a number, I pressed some kind of weird arrow on my when I was typing it. And uh, part of Dave's job is not necessary to always correct my typing. Usually, he does. But today, today our first poem is uh, about the little children and what we can learn from them. And my inspiration from this came from Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. This is the verse. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And uh, that just says so much to me about how we, uh, how we accept what God has done for us. And this is the... Uh, the poem that I had written uh, based on that, the inspiration I got from this, called The Children. Bless the little children, for they are what we were and what we should be when we come to God. Come to me as children, he said, innocent, trusting, obedient, 
and most of all with love, unquestioned, unchallenged, undemanding. Bless the little children for what they can teach us to smile with a heart full of joy that comes from Jesus. And my reflection in the book was just a thought about Jesus telling the disciples to let <clears throat> the little children come to him and how we must come to him freely, openly, and with loving arms outstretched without the requirements of expectation. That, you know, when you look at little children and how accepting they are of, of others, um, and they're just glad to be loved. And, and I think that when we go, we approach God, we I don't want to approach him with, I just want to approach him with open arms because his arms are open to me, open to us. And I don't want to go and, I'm not fearful. I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to, I, I'm just going to him knowing that everything he has for me is what I need. It is the right thing. And it is all going to be good because God is only good. And, uh, but we just need to be accepting of what God has for us. Like children are, as you look at, uh, as parents, our children, you know, they look up to us and they, yeah, as they get older, they get a little rebellious at times, but you know, as children, as young children, they're, they're looking up to us to, to care for them and knowing that we will do that. And that's how I believe we need to go to God is that way. And even, and continue that after we have found our salvation, after we have found that. Continue to go to God as little children, is my belief. I mean, we, we will grow in our faith, we will get stronger in our faith, mm -hmm. but I don't think we ever need to get to the point where we think we're so smart that there's a, there comes a day when, well, I don't need to pray about this, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it because the Bible says it's okay or didn't tell me it wasn't right. So uh, that's, that's what that poem meant to me. That's what that all means to me. Wow. So I don't know if you have any uh, I, of your. Uh, I don't really, I don't really have anything else to add to that. It's it makes a lot of sense okay. to me. All right, all right. This next one um, is a poem I had written quite a long time ago, and it's in as with the first poem, it's in the first book, God Rhymes, called Five on the Floor. Dad, let me tickle you under your arm. It's one of those things that really does you no know, harm, and it feels good for everyone. A laugh, loud and deep, another tiny and weak, and every kind in between. Why five, for goodness sakes, alive, I heard someone say, because we didn't want six. But for me, five on the floor is more fun than four. And I think, you know, <laughs> God can bless us, you know, just, again, children. Yeah, they're just so open to everything and, and loving and accepting. So... That was just a fun one I wanted to throw in. I like that one. <laughs> and there was a time, I think, when probably all five of them tried to uh, have me wrestle to the floor and <laughs> trying to get me to laugh. I, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised knowing your children. <laughs> I, uh, I have to admit, folks, that Tim's kids were full of life and and they were fun all the time. They, they just loved being being happy. Yeah, I, uh, I was always impressed by that. I thought that was really nice. Well, you know, but I, as we were talking, I was just thinking, I know where they get that from, because I watch my wife with all the babies. She is always just whenever there are not every time, but there are time, many times where she'll be holding them and she's tickling them and they just laugh. Yeah. So I think they remember that. 
<laughs> but unfortunately, instead of going after Grammy or Mimi, they went after Grampy. Well, yeah. Why, why wouldn't they? I mean, realistically, you are, yeah. you're the bigger target. Yeah. And you're the easier target. Room for all five of them to get on top of me. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that, well, then it'll be, okay. let's move on now. Okay. And that wasn't a bad joke. I know it's nothing but like, No, I uh, think we're okay. There's a book I need to finish writing, uh, other than the three I have. And I had, it started out titled Moments of Rhymes in God's Times. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to be stuck on God's Rhymes in any book I write of poetry. And it was interesting because on, as I was, I was posting all these poems on Facebook also, and I mentioned that there was this book. And uh, one of the people commented, and I had said, this is going to be the fourth book in the trilogy, in the God's Rhyme trilogy. Right. And one, one friend posted and said, a trilogy is only three. How, how can it be four? And I just wrote back and I said, poetic license. <laughs> and he said, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, there is poetic license, but they're not biblical license. And I hope I never cross that line. <laughs> <laughs> poetic license. Uh, so, why not? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there was something that came to me that was different uh, as I was going through these, putting these poems together. And I just had this um, idea to write children's prayers. You know, we, Mary Lou and I having young grandchildren, I just, uh, and you think about the, the prayer that you, we were all taught as kids and I and as parents we teach our kids and you know, now I lay me down to sleep if I should die before I wake I pray the Lord my soul to take uh, I was hoping to get something a little more less dramatic in the ending than that one that one always kind of anyway enough of that but so I, I have written here's a couple of a few of them that I had written that I was thinking that if I were to start my family again, the kids were younger, these would be prayers I'd want to, to teach them to say. First one is, Dear God, I pray for my family, I pray for my friends, I pray that in your goodness that it never ends. And then this other one, next one is, Dear God, open my eyes as I get out of bed, I see the sunrise, now I pray that I see you today. Dear God, thank you for today, forgive me for my wrongs, so I will sing happy songs, for this I do pray. And the last one I have is, Dear God, I know you are everywhere. I know that you care. Today it is my prayer to see you everywhere. And, I, you know, there's going to come a time when our kids are going to understand that prayer. Um, hopefully, you know, we could instill it in them when they're young. I know mm -hmm. that um, our dinner prayer is something that our kids learned at uh, preschool. They went to a preschool called First Baptist nursery school, uh, all five of our kids did and uh, a couple of our grandchildren did. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it's a prayer that they learned before they had their snack and brought it home to us. And we've used it all these years since. It's uh, thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the birds that sing. Thank you, Lord, for everything. And it's just a simple, simple prayer that meant, meant everything to us. Yeah. And these are even prayers that we could, you know, as parents, say along with our kids. And we probably should. Yeah, we should. And get them to learn them. And they would, at one point, be doing it on their own. Yeah. yeah. So, 
they're probably still using that with their kids too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then when we get together as a, fa- you know, uh, the whole family mm-hmm. uh, for a meal, join our hands, say the prayer, and we eat. There you go. Yeah. It's been a, it's a, it's a tradition that I have, I really love. Yeah. Uh, especially since it's one that the kids understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, and it's easy for the grandkids it, to understand too. Yeah, and it's and it's something that uh, you know, has the same meaning. Thank you for the food, Lord. Yes. Thank you for what thank you for what you've done for us. Everything in the world. So then I got on to I'll get on to the next one is um this is one of my favorites from Living in God's Rhyme. Again, I was thinking of my grandchildren. Uh some of them were, you know, they were it's the poem is called Pens, Pencils and Crayons. And it's just it's just a, a joy to get a crayon drawing from one of your grandchildren especially when that grandchild is two years old <laughs> and you, you know, they'll tell you what it is, but <laughs> even your imagination doesn't tell you that, but it's great. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is it. Pens, pencils, and crayons. We hear God's word spoken, the scriptures read aloud to those who are broken, who mingle among the crowd. We who have aged with time are like a pen in the hand of a scribe writing a line in a gentle sea of sand. We have written our lines of many, our many times, of the many dimes we have spent on, spent on fines. We have lived and written our lives of our past and the good and the bad. Hopefully they include a line or two of the blessings we have had. And there is the pencil used in school as those younger write the lines of times in the future, lines of unknown times. With eraser in hand, they can wipe away imagined futures and never lived past. They can boldly write with nothing to say unless we show them the way that lasts. Ever evolving, the developing mind will, as the search continues, find the right or wrong way to write the lines of tomorrow's insight. And this is in parentheses. Their future before them, formed by the writings of yesterday, asking them what demons they are fighting. Hmm. End of parentheses. The crayon of a child, one color in a box of many hued colors that has no lock. Pictures of smiles, squiggly lines, colors outside, some inside. They are eager to learn. We love them as they are. It is nothing to earn. They shine like the evening star. And again in parentheses, they come to us with open hearts, knowing we love them for who they are. And as each and every new day starts, they have no fear of what colors are, in the parentheses. Someone sees innocence, acceptance, trust, curiosity, beauty, and love spread around the room. No longer in a box. Don't make God complicated. Jesus made it simple. And then this from Matthew 18, verse 3. And he said, truly... I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. There again, like little children. Taking those crayons out of the box and just calling away, not worrying about what they are, but yeah. Children, yeah, so children, that, children have an open mind. And and I think that that's a big part of, of, of what you were saying there too, is, is that they have an open mind and they are they're not deterred or deterred by 
what society is telling adults. They just either believe or they don't believe, or yeah. they want to believe or they don't want to believe. And it's, it's never with malice to begin with that they don't believe in something. It's because it hasn't been proven to them. Yeah, and, uh, and as you're saying that, the thought that comes to my mind is how important it is to be talking to our children when they're young about God, about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as I look at, and as I reflect back on the four prayers I read, you know, if we, you know, if I had been doing something like that when my kids were younger, I would have, I would have, you know, at night and, and prayed or when, you know, I first see them in the morning or you go to wake them up in the morning, you know, let's, you start your day with a prayer. And I think that their life will be less complicated the earlier they know Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I and I and we can learn from that. And God right there tells us that, you know, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven unless we become like the little children. Yeah. So I uh treat them well. Treat them well and, and learn from them too. Yes. That's something most adults don't believe is that you can learn from a child. And I disagree with that. I always have. I learn things from younger people all the time, and I am amazed every day, especially now that I'm back uh, in the position that I am, where I'm seeing hundreds of children a day. And to see and talk with them a little bit, the couple of seconds that I have, they are they're amazing, but they are smarter than we believe. <laughs> oh, yes, they are. And, and uh, you can learn from them. Yes, and... and and please, uh, my, I just pray that uh, that as parents, we just teach them at an early age about God, mm-hmm. about Jesus, and to lead them to that because there are just so many distractions in the world as they grow up. Oh yeah, but those that and, uh, those that are 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 taught early uh-huh. about God and the ways of the Lord and and the commandments and all those. I don't want to use that as an excuse for what society is today, but those that were brought up that way younger are are better human beings. And I'm trying to say this, folks, without being offensive to anybody, because we can be offensive without saying anything wrong or meaning anything well, wrong. But it was, I think that if more children were brought up the way of the Lord or with the Lord in their, in their lives that they would be better people all the way around as they grew up. I, I think the word you're looking for is they are more loving. There you go. Yeah. They are more loving. Uh, and, uh, not, uh, the word is, uh, leaving me because it's a word I wanted to say. Well, that's uh, why there's two. They, of they, <laughs> <laughs> they're not judging. Yes. They're not passing judgment. They are loving, and uh, they, you know, they they know the truth. They know. Uh, you're right. They just. It's important that uh, in this world today, especially that we start out with our children at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and we can watch them jump around and dance around the living room, singing songs <laughs> for Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> how does that sound? Yeah, and they can and dance the songs to Jesus, and they can do all kinds of things. Yeah. It's uh, uh-huh. it's an amazing time, and I don't speak from experience, folks. But I remember, I speak from from viewing, 
from observing. <laughs> I don't have any children of my own. I was never blessed, but and and seeing Tim's kids and and our other brother Paul's kids grow up and and the things that young kids can do, and especially when they they have faith. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there, I, and I was again. I was just thinking at the, at church again when I go to church and they. Uh, after the the first couple worship songs, they'll in a prayer. Uh, the kids are taken off to Sunday school, mm -hmm. and those little kids are just oh, run, some of them are just running up there to to be led into the classroom. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it it it's a joy to see. Uh, kids are a joy, and and uh, I mean, if I could have that joy when I walk into church every Sunday, <laughs> or when I just in my daily life when I woke up, yeah, oh. It'd be a, it'd be, be a wonderful exciting. Day. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So well, now that we've uh, we've gone there, <laughs> what? This is this. Don't mind me. What? Don't mind me, folks. I, I my brain <laughs> wanders sometimes and gets oh. me in trouble, but it also takes me into places that this podcast comes from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've written about the one. I've written about the wandering brain having gotten on a train and becoming derailed. So I, I understand the one. You might want to read that one of these days. No, we don't. No, we don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it crashed in the end. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, then let's, let's not do that one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> there, there's a thing called poetic license, and I agree with you on that. When we're talking, yeah. you were talking about it the cost Yeah. It but but there's also a thing that I'm going to create called allowances i don't know we'll have to, we'll have to figure out a word and folks when i'm getting posted in a blog but you so does that mean if, if, that means if you're going to pay me an allowance no no <laughs> okay <laughs> okay honest i'm sorry but you've got poetic right. license which gives you the option to do things and i think we have we ought to have a a, a podcaster thing like that too where i get, okay so let's just say folks that for instance we decide that there are 10 episodes per season for this, which is, a, this is true for us. But if I decided to, to make a mistake, not on purpose, but I do make a mistake when I'm posting this to the websites and it comes up as number 11 for season one, that'll be my mistake, but it'll also, I don't know. Okay, I, I, we'll call podcast it podcast license. Well, let's call it podcaster forgiveness. Okay. Cause, okay, because <laughs> a license makes it sound like you actually, you know, whether you when you do it, it's okay. You you got permission to do it wrong. Well, that's true too. That's, Is that what yeah. you're asking for, or are you just asking for forgiveness? Yeah, more forgiveness. Forgiveness and understanding. Yeah, understanding. Okay, I think All it's right. more okay. understanding that that there's a lot going on, and I, but I, I don't. I'm not planning on making that mistake, folks. This will be uh, this episode. So, just so you do know is. is Season two, episode one, but it is also number eleven. <laughs> yes, okay. just to add to this uh, confusion. And, and I would like to clarify one other thing about as you're talking. Uh, this came to mind about poetic license. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, there is poetic license, but my prayer is that that poetic license that I claim to be able to use does not do anything to change God's word. That as I write, I'm not seeing anything that is contradictory to what God's word says in the Bible. 
Right. I will only use poetic license when it allows me to uh, make someone laugh. Well, and that's what it's like. It's for. Yeah. I like that because, <laughs> but realistically, if you think about it, you set out, or once you were in the third book, you thought it was going to be a trilogy. But there, God said, no, there's more words for you. So well, we yeah, have to start a fourth book, Tim, and 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 so it's it's still a trilogy, but it's a trilogy plus. Well, um, I wasn't going to say anything about this, but I'm going to. It's not a it's not it's not a four book trilogy. I've got enough for poems written and saved for another two books plus. Jeez. Oh, after so, after I. After I had finished the writing uh, God Still Rhymes on, or, or Living in God's Rhyme on Facebook, I kept writing and posting and it just, it just stayed, I just kept doing it until uh, suddenly I, I just was told to stop. I don't know if I was told to stop, but that need to do it every day mm -hmm. uh, wasn't quite the same and things were changing. The world was changing and needed to adjust, not adjust to the world, but, uh, keep the world from adjusting my faith. Right, right. Okay, so. Well, I have one final one here, Dave, that okay. I wrote. And uh, I'm sure that before I get to the end, you'll know why I wrote it. Okay. It's called Somehow. You loved her from the start. The moment you first saw her, she somehow took your heart where you never knew it would go. Spring's fresh air, summer sun, as cool as the evening breeze. Through life you see her run, always, it seems, one step ahead. And when she cries, you try, ever so clumsily, to comfort her. And when she wants to know why, you try to reassure her. She's all you could ever ask for, and more than you ever dreamed of. She can open those dusty locked doors you closed so many years before. But you know you really don't care. All she ever asks of you is the little time you can share for dreams and imaginary scenes. Somehow, she grabbed you from the start. Tiny and fragile, you watched her grow. She always had your heart. She always will, your little girl. Yeah, little girls are special. All babies are special, but uh, with four of them, it was, uh, for, for me, not having, only growing up with one woman in the house as our mother. <laughs> one, <laughs> Suddenly, there's five of them, you know, four girls and their daughter and my wife, but their mother. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, they're a blessing, and I, I love writing things about them. Yeah, I do understand and that. I, I don't know how far along we are in this podcast, time wise. We're okay, but um, if I can find it quickly, and I'll have to, you know, I'll have to add this to the show notes. There is one other one that I would like to read from um, living, I'm sorry, from God's Rhyme that is also about one of our children. But I think I found the wrong book. So, Dave, if you can, God's Rhyme. Now I'm going to look through God's Still Rhymes. Right. Folks, and, and just uh, while Tim is looking, if you would like to own one of these books, it's very, very simple to do. Just go to Barnes & Noble, the store, and look for it. 
in their poetry or their Christian section. Or if they don't have it, then ask to ask them to order it for you. They'll be happy to do that for you. Or you can buy it online and online at Barnes and Noble. Also, you can pick up Tim's books at Amazon. Just go to um, the Facebook page or our website and make sure you're getting the color or the same books that we are are the latest ones because Tim's is on the second publisher. You want to make sure you're getting the correct books. Um, otherwise, it doesn't match up to what <laughs> to what we're re we're talking about. But those that Tim are showing you right now, and thank you, Vanna, you're doing a wonderful job. <laughs> Make sure you're, you're picking it. And if you want, maybe to Tim to publish again, buy some more of his books so he makes a little bit of money so he can afford to have these things published again. That's just a thought, but that's a good thought. And having these books in your home, folks, you can show them to your children or your grandchildren or your spouse and whoever, your friends, and or leave them out on the, on the table when you have friends over and they'll say, well, what's that? And you can say, well, this is a podcast I listen to and this is the books of the guy who, who's on that podcast we're talking about every day. And I feel like I'm starting to talk like Paul Harvey here, so I'm going to start. Oh, well, well you know, here's you know, the Paul, rest of the Paul story. Harvey, you know, go ahead. Here's the rest of the story, Tim. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. As you were talking about that, uh, back in Port Huron about four years ago, they had a, a big... Uh, author event, local authors and some out of the Detroit area at the convention center here. And uh, I went with my books and I was, I walked around and looked at, at other book exhibits and I had stopped at one in particular that was uh, poetry. Mm -hmm. This young woman had written poetry and I was looking through the book and I see on the, uh, in the, by the, in the front of the book, she says, please do not share this book with your friends go buy one for the, let them go buy one for themselves. <laughs> well, I would be happy if you bought one. I'd be happy if you shared one. But think uh, about it, folks. Because, you could buy one and send it to your friends. There you go. Yeah. I, there's yeah, all kinds. So. <laughs> Christmas is coming, folks. Think about this. Would this not be, be prepared? A, this would be a great Christmas present. You could send yeah. everybody the trilogy. Buy all three. <laughs> Oh, okay. Maybe uh, yeah. Okay, buy we'll one, buy three, that. folks. If you buy one now, for just just no shipping costs. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness! It just something came to mind again too. The trilogy, the Trinity. Uh, I should probably get to reading this. Okay. Okay. Sure. This is called, uh, and this was written yes quite a while ago. Back in the late '70s. That's 1970, not 1870. At 25, it was September, early morning, late in the month. She's been awake since 10 minutes apart, the breathing beside me only occasionally light. And late in September, the early morning is ripe. With all the control of inexperience, we arrive in time to sign on the dotted lines and wait seven minutes apart. Time passes one grain of sand in the hourglass at a time, which is what January began, remembering June in the sand. 11 o'clock becomes 2, then 3 becomes tense, and time is getting tired between 2 minutes apart. Pushing, pushing for 3 and a half past and arriving, she is pushed to the limit. With tears in her eyes, the clock cries 3.59. September begins a squeal for life. Tears of joy, a boy. That was 
our experience with the first child. <laughs> well, you were talking about girls earlier. We didn't want to leave uh, the boy out. <laughs> no, I, you know, uh, uh, um, although he was the leader of the pack, and at times it was a pack. Uh, oh, I, I believe. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the chance that we've had to talk about children today and uh, my five children also. They've been a, a true blessing. Yeah, they've been a blessing to all of our family, to be honest with you. Uh, they've. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Dave. No, they, they are. They're, and they're all amazing kids. I still call them kids and they're adults and adults with kids. And they're always, they're always kids. They're always going to be kids. Yeah, it's it's. I tell you what, I, when, when you see them now, or I see them, and, and it makes me feel older, <laughs> I guess is the word. Did you, feel, did you feel older earlier last week when you saw two of the girls? I did, but I also, <laughs> but I also felt younger because of them, because I could oh. feel the, that younger energy that they were, oh. they were excited. I mean, it's for... I haven't seen Emily in since she got married. Yeah. And the hug was just as important that day as it was the day she got married to me. Cause yeah. those hugs are great. You know, it, <laughs> the same with, Oh, they are same with Caitlin. Cause Caitlin and I have seen each other more often than, than the rest, but only because Caitlin likes Florida <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and she likes where I work. So well, there's nothing yeah, wrong with you that. Know. Yeah. So well, her dream from the third grade was to work at Disney World. So now she's close to Disney World. Yeah. She's actually said, in addition to her job, maybe I'll work part-time at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us get a few more of our cast members back, and then we'll let her do that. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Because uh, I think she would be a, a definite plus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite see her going around in a costume all day. but Well, uh, we've got cast members that don't wear costumes either. Oh, uh, well. Trust me. I, I, I used to okay. be one. I used to wear just regular clothes every day. It was yeah. was okay. Yeah. But it was. I have to admit, sometimes it's nice to have a costume. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear tomorrow. You know it. It's right there. Yeah, you don't know. You don't have to worry about if everybody knows you. That's right. You know, plus, you know <laughs> name tags are great. <laughs> People I've never met before. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, how are you? <laughs> oh, boy, maybe we should all wear name tags around. Well, you know, as long as it's a name tag that you put on your your shirt or whatever, not on your you know, tattooed on your head, that's okay with me. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start wearing a name name tag on my pajamas so that when I look in the mirror in the morning, you know, who you're... I know who I'm looking at. <laughs> maybe you found the cure for Alzheimer's right there. Could ah, all be name tags. Maybe. Yeah, maybe name tag. Well, we've yeah. really strayed, haven't we? Oh, we we have. <laughs> We've gone way off the path. We didn't, we, we didn't stray from the truth, but yeah, we have strayed from what but we. You know what, folks? It's, it's, planned, but it's been it's been that. It, go ahead. Dave. It's it's been that kind of a podcast, though. I mean, you get to talking about kids, and kids bring up all kinds of different thoughts in your head. I mean, because they just do. They're they're. I I'll be honest, and Tim, I think we may have had this conversation at one point in time. I had had always wanted kids. At least one or two, uh, and it was just never a possibility in my life because of circumstances beyond all of our controls. Both my wives, we it was just not in the cards, and that's okay. It's allowed me to lead the life I've led. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that may not have been always in God's best interest, but 
now I'm back now and I'm hoping we're pleasing him with this Tim, we uh you went to a uh an event this weekend didn't you uh yes I did uh local uh charity um me time ministries uh it's a ministry for uh for women Mm -hmm. uh, Martha's House, Me Time Ministries, they had a, a giveaway where they had some clothing, uh, some other household items that uh, you could come, you know, you could come and take what you wanted. I saw a couple of people who had taken enough that they left with a large garbage bag and wow. their bag to carry everything to their car in. And uh, it was it was a wonderful day. Uh, got to meet some uh, really fine Christian women. Uh, I was the only man there for the majority of it until Martha's <laughs> husband showed up. <laughs> but I, it, it was, everybody was accepting of me. I had some nice conversations and met a couple of, of women for a, a future podcast on the, on our, on our site. Yeah. If we get to that point where we're actually interviewing people and I know I'm, an episode ahead of that so no no you're not no we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about that today okay well let's talk about it because i just lined up two more there you go well folks okay so you know tim and i have had discussions off air as it were about interviewing some folks who who are extremely faithful and and have a deep and and rich life because of and with the Lord. And I may have destroyed how that was supposed to have been said, but that's a, no, you said it very that's well. a basic of it. Um, and we're going to, we've already done two interviews, and I want folks to understand that. Uh, we When we record these, it doesn't mean you're getting them the next day. You're, you're, sometimes you're getting them four or five days later. Sometimes you're getting them a week or two later. Uh, it's, it's all a process that... Unfortunately, the producer has demanded on us, and, and I, I listen to him. But, Tim, tell us about uh, the first gentleman we're going to be talking with in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, his name is John Bolt. Uh, he was a former boss of mine. And I got out of when I left uh, college and my, my study of philosophy as a major. I... He applied for a job at uh, was Bolmac Engineering at the time, John and Darwin McLeod. I got a job on the survey crew. Uh, John was a fine Christian man, he, uh, both he and Darwin, and then later on uh, Dan Johnson, who made it Bolt McLeod and Johnson. Uh, and John, John just was a mentor. He was. Uh, we got to know each other. I even had shared some poetry with him early on, and uh, he, <clears throat> after leaving. I don't know. Maybe it was why he was there, still there. But at, at one point, he he left BMJ and uh, he had a he had a job. But he also joined Engineering Ministries International, which uh, goes uh, to other countries and helps those in need. And and John went, uh, I believe, it was Haiti mm -hmm. on a number of mission trips to help them with uh, some things like maybe bringing water to a village, other things like that. And he has, uh, John's older than me, and I won't tell you how old I am, <laughs> but he's still involved, uh, not in the, the mission work itself in the field, but he's still involved with them. And uh, we interviewed him just about uh, his faith, 
his experiences with engineering ministry and I think Dave and I both came away uh, with a good feeling about well we always, I always had a good feeling about John but we came away uh, knowing that John had truly been faithful to what God had asked him to do followed through and he continued to do so and uh, we just wanted to share that faith that he has with you his experiences in life and through the ministry so yeah he's our first folks and, and john will be here on episode three of season two and i found john to be extremely informative and tim and i were talking about uh the word i'm looking for here tim about missionaries and, and people who are who go go to other countries to do these types of things a few podcasts ago uh in season one and it's it was amazing the correlation between that podcast and what tim was talking about in a lot of his poetry and what john had done with his life he is he and his his late wife were were in places helping people who who didn't have the knowledge or the technology to do it themselves and he they went there and i think he also showed them how to do things not just do you know that's the old saying you can give a man a fish and he'll eat today you show a man how to fish he'll eat forever kind of a thing yeah that sounded Very to good. me like that was more of what he was doing yeah yeah also, and yeah, and yeah, that and the sharing of the gospel with those mm -hmm. those people, uh, the fact that they were able to do both, uh, give them help where they needed it in their life. Yeah, and it was. Uh, he was very faithful to that, and yeah. he's very blessed. And I think we were blessed to to have him uh, share that with us and uh, those who watch or listen to the podcast. Yeah. So in a couple of weeks. So folks, yeah, we are going to be interviewing people once in a while. We aren't going to make it in every every other episode situation because we want you to hear the poetry and we want you to hear Tim's thoughts as well as mine on, on, on God and religion and faith and, and life as it goes on. But, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to bring in people we think will be interesting to you. If there is something that you want to hear about, we want to know about it. Tim especially wants to know about it. Me, yeah, I, no, I'm just, I want to know about it too. Let us know uh, either through the website you can on the contact us portion of it of any of the pages you can contact us send us a quick email and we'll we'll answer what's going on or we'll put it on a podcast if you've got an idea uh also you know facebook.com backslash god still rhymes is a great place to contact tim or i but tim looks at that page a whole lot more often than i do it's part of his site and he will answer any questions but if you've got ideas or comments or concerns we want to hear about them because we don't know what you do and don't like if you don't tell us, right? Yeah, that and, you know, if, if you, there's someone you can think that might be an interesting interview. Yes. It's something that we can look into because uh, we're looking to expand and not just keep it local here in the Port Huron area. Right. Or, or in the area that Dave's in in Florida uh, mm -hmm. around Orlando. So, no. Uh We'd like to know, and I, yeah, I agree. We we want to know what your your thoughts are, uh, 
any criticism, positive, negative, um, helps us. It does. Because we want this to be uh, pleasing to everybody that's listening to it, and we just want to stay with the truth of God. Yeah, and I believe that serving God this way, in in our own way, is 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 a good thing, and it helps people. And tell your friends about us, please. We want you to, uh, you know, you're asked to share the word of the Lord. Tim has said that before. Am I not right? Uh, yeah. So why not share our word of the Lord or, or Tim's Tim's readings of poetry about the Lord and faith to others. Others want to know. Share. Let them know about it. Right? Yes. Yeah. One thing I did yesterday about sharing. What's that? I also I had this notebook that we have living uh, from the podcast. Right. From the desk of Tim Carter, Living in God's Drawing Podcast. I gave a couple away with a stipulation that they listen to the podcast. <laughs> now I had to tell both people how to get to it, but... That's Okay. It was a free notebook, and it got, but no, I'm, it's just right. a lighthearted moment from yesterday. And folks, if, <laughs> if, if somebody you know might get, get value out of this, and they don't know about podcasts or how it works, be a preacher for us. Be a servant. <laughs> be a teacher, at least. Yes, be yeah. a teacher, and, and say, here's how you do it, or show them how to do it, though. They will really enjoy this. There are so many people who would really enjoy this. Okay. Uh, I, I think Tim, if you're if you're ready, you got a, a prayer to say goodbye with. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that Dave and I have had to record this podcast, and we we pray that uh, and and hope that uh, what we did was pleasing to you, Lord. And we give you the glory for any good that comes out of this, Father. And Lord, we know that uh, there are people listening who uh, either themselves are sick, have an illness, or know someone who is, Lord. And and there is one person in particular that we both are, are aware of, and that would be, her name is Lexi. And she has uh, a long history of health issues, and uh, but she is a woman of such very strong faith, a young woman of such very long, strong faith, Lord, faith that just impresses me. And I pray, Lord, for her and for people like her, Lord, that uh, are in need of healing physically, Lord. Uh, I pray, Lord, that everyone who is listening at uh, this coming week, that they are blessed by you and that uh, you bless them with the rhymes that you have for them in their lives, Lord. Not the rhymes that I've written, but the Lord, the rhymes that you have for them. Uh, we thank you again for today, Lord, and we give you all the all the credit for any success we have, and uh, we praise your name above all other names. And in Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. And with that, we'll end with this: If you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. One last thing. Don't forget, we are the king's kids, and you will never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless. Have a good week. Bye, folks.